Welcome to the Yes Chef podcast, straight from Reality TV Warriors. My name is Benjamin Powell, and joining me today is a woman who is straight from the pantheon of Mardi Gras gods, Heather Nicole Smith. Yep, that's me with all my beads and stuff. <laughs> and fun math. As an Australian, I'm still not really sure what Mardi Gras is about, because here we just call it the gay, it's just the gay pride parade. The Mardi Gras gay and lesbian pride parade. Oh, yeah, that's pretty much it here too. Mm. Except for has New Orleans, or New Orleans spin on things. So we have something else to call it is basically it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh I just like I just like to make a correction from last week's silence. Uh actually no, I just like to uh we didn't we didn't record episode for last week's episode because uh there's been a bug going around Australia mostly. I might have got a variation of it and I might my throat might have decided, you know what, Ben's getting too much air this week. We're gonna we're gonna wean him off that. Wow. Yeah. And I and I subsequently lost my voice. And you understand that in the medium of podcasting, you kind of need a voice. Mm, it's kind of essential. Pretty much, yeah. So that so we're gonna like briefly, you know, briefly d- discuss what happened last week, but not we're gonna briefly discuss what happened last week, but not do any like it, meaningful interactive sort of thing. We're not gonna like talk too much about it. Just go. That's yes, that happened. Move on. Mm-hmm. Anyway, previously on Hell's Kitchen, while Ashley and Jared were getting cozy, Danny and Ariel were at each other's throats. For some reason, I'm sure there was a quote about telemarketing in there somewhere. Yeah. M- members of both members of both teams eventually paired up to gather ingredients in the bottom of rubber ducks for the challenge, then created duck-based dishes for the for Chester Ramsey. The men won and the women lost. During the red team's punishment, Jackie decided to graffiti the prep list and that earned Christina's ire and sat her down right right well. Angry Christina. Sorry. Angry Christina is the best Christina. <laughs> At service, Kevin's lack of communication stunned the blue team, but Hassan's impressive leadership skills helped the blue team complete service, while on the red team, Jackie served up raw chicken to extra special celebrity guest star Chris Jenner, and Mies' lack of communication on Garnish saw the red team losing their second service in a row. And after that, Jackie and Mies were nominated for elimination, and Mies was eliminated after her third straight time in the bottom. And then suddenly, Hassan was then moved to the red team due to his leadership skills, because they needed a leader, apparently. And that was last time in Hell's Kitchen, mostly. And uh, within like five seconds of the show starting, Jackie takes absolutely no responsibility for her actions last episode and decides that her team is a problem and not her. Jeez, that's kind of broad. I mean, it's like, well, you guys have a problem with me? Well, then it must be your problem. Yeah. There's still like... 14 people left. I think there's like, I think there's, uh, yeah, there's six, six girls left now. Five of them are not Jackie and one of them is Jackie. And so the five of them obviously must be the problem. Well, there's one of them that's also Hassan, so... Mm. Like I said, six... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, true. Math. And uh, when our sous chef is calling you the cancer of your team, that's a problem. Pretty much. Uh, I don't have that much time for Jackie anymore. Like I was fine with her for, for like the first three weeks, and then the last two episodes come along, and wow, she's annoying. There's a few times in this episode where I'm like, okay, that's kind of cool of her, but they're kind of small. So yeah, I liked I liked her a bit during service, but apart from that, not really. No. Well, they kind of like, shoved her into. This is skipping a head, but they kind of shoved her on table side, so... Pretty much. You know, that's... <laughs> there's not much you can do to, to make yourself look unlikable during table service, so... Mm, you know. Unless you're once again Raj, I guess. Yeah. Anyway, they're on to the challenge, where they are not woken up, like, at 5am this time, apparently, but their challenge ends up being that they both 
both teams have to create a three-dish holiday platter for three major holidays in America, which are the 4th of July, Cinco de Mayo, and Mardi Gras. Where I'm at, you basically only get Cinco de Mayo and 4th of July, to be honest. Mm. We don't really do a whole lot of Mardi Gras here. Is Cinco de Mayo just a holiday excuse for you to dress up, dress up like Mexicans? Um, it gives me an excuse to wear sombreros. But so yes? Just the sombreros. I don't have anything else. Um, it was like a whole culture thing in school because Oklahoma, the part in Tulsa where I lived was quite notable for how many, um, uh, the Latino Hispanic culture there. And it was really cool. Okay. I loved it. I missed it because Skyatook is pretty white bread, but uh, yeah. it's kind of something. But but we all celebrate 4th of July. Actually, on the... Hand, hand over the heart, fireworks everywhere, um, American food, I'm guessing. What is American food anyways? Uh, apple pie. Um, apples, <laughs> um, pies. I don't know. I'm Australian, so I, asking me like what the Fourth of July t- foods are is like. You trying to name the uh, you know name the essential Australian food for Australia Day? Not kangaroos. No, no, they're not kangaroos either. No. Anyway, uh, Hassan annoys Danny with his incessant attempts at leading. Uh, Kristen is annoyed with being partnered with Jackie, and Chad is annoyed he's partnered with Kevin. While I'm struggling to remember who Chad is because he hasn't had any screen time in the past four episodes. Pretty much the most notable thing I remembered him for is in the intro. Pretty much, just him like um, Vegas, babes, woo, and then it's like, a, and then it's oh, like invisible the, for the next five. I meant the the thing with the music and stuff. Oh. The, the thing on the mountain. Yeah, just because I'm just, like, hanging off the edge with me, so I'm like, well. Oh, yeah. Mostly because I, so. I was thinking, wow, Mies is kind of short. <clears throat> anyway, they all they all miraculously, once again, finished their meals within the nick of time. I want to point out a quote that I did love while uh, she was, it's from Ashley. She just asked, you know, casually, how are you feeling, guys? And then it just cuts to, like, silence. Nothing? Awesome. Yeah, that was pretty fun. <laughs> I, I sort of low-key like her, but sort of in the same way I low-key like Meese. There's not much character development. I guess there isn't that much character development on the show as a whole because it's mostly about the cooking and the I service will, and the chef friends are yelling. But I will admit she is a random favorite of mine so far. I mean, we know we sort of know more about her than we do most of the cast, like with her parents and stuff. Yeah. That's still better than other people on the blue team. Yeah. I wrote this down later, but it, it's like... At this point, she's a voice of sanity within the team, and it's basically it when something weird or dumb happens. She's like, are you kidding me? Yeah. I kinda like you can't really lo- go wrong with that role, role unless you're, like, very condescending about it, I guess. Yeah, if you're entertaining about it, that's something else. Yeah, entertaining is good, but not, but not like, um, self-righteous, I don't think. No, no, I don't think she does in a self-righteous way, personally. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't saying she uh, was. I know, I know. I wasn't saying she was, I know. you know, yeah. I wasn't saying she was self-righteous. It's just uh, it can happen, and it's not good. It's not a good look on anyone. No. Yeah. Either way, then the guest judge for today's challenge is Linda Fears, who is notable for some reason. I think she is an editor chief of the magazine Family Circle, and we actually sell that magazine in my store. I I haven't looked through it to see if it had anything in it, but it's basically. From what I get, it's kind of like a basic magazine, but people like it. Uh, they don't sell it in Australia, so I don't know. Anyway, uh, the first up is the 4th of July dishes, and the red team's first up with uh, Jackie and Kristen, and on their dish, it, on their platter, is uh, beer poached sausage with pickled red onion and apple. That is something. They just, like, sliced apples and put it on top of it? Pretty much. 
It was their version of a hot dogs. That and I brave. Don't, brave, risky, and not doing it for either of them, apparently, no. because both of them, neither of them awarded a point. For any other apple stuff, by the way. Yeah, like the cheeseburger with apple slaw, which is, um, I'm guessing it, it could have been fine probably, if the burger yeah. wasn't raw. That, that would have been something interesting, in my opinion. But, you know, making the main protein of the meal raw yeah. kind of puts a damper. But... They do earn a point with uh, with the, with Christian's grilled corn and garlic jalapeno aioli, Yum. which is uh, according to nice and pretty, which is like confuses Joe because he's being a condescending douchebag now. <laughs> wah, wah. Yeah, <laughs> I like how uh, I like how you agree with me on the fact that he's kind of an ass, and not even a funny ass. Like wow. a, um, you know, as loath as I do to give Alan any sort of credit. He's kind of at least trying to be entertaining. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's failing, but, you know. Well, at least you're trying. He's trying. trying to be. Yeah, it's it doesn't that. It's just notable. It's, it's just notable, I guess. It's just notable, I guess. It's like, you know, I mean, you're trying, but, Joe is, I mean, I guess, I guess. Joe at this point is just kind of like, well, I, I thought it was kind of, they cut to, like, the blue team and Jared, like, clapping for Kristen and the corn. And he, you can see him, like, put his hands on top of his and was like, stop. You should get punched in the face, dude. Either way, the um, the scene ends with Kristen like making sure everyone knows I did, she did the corn. She did the corn. <laughs> I, yeah, we can tell it was yeah. you because it didn't have any apples on it. And uh, up next is Joe and Frank. Goody. They start with a smoked bacon burger, which gets them the blue team's first point. The marine way. Apparently, that's a it thing. It does look good, though. Of course, I don't specialize in <laughs> Yeah, jalapeno bacon mac and cheese, which... Apparently remakes an American classic, which is gets them another point. But Frank's grilled New York strip is uh looks terrible and it's not worthy of a point. <laughs> womp womp. Lovely. Yeah. Up next is the uh, Cinco de Mayo dishes, and the first up is the red team group of Hassan, Danny, and Manda. And uh, Hassan's take on a sope, puff pastry baked in an oven with a little refried beans, is well he's told to watch out for the spices because apparently it's a bit overspiced, but he gets a one anyway. So go him. Pretty good. Yeah. yeah. After that is. Amanda's chorizo tacos, which are mushed inside, unfortunately, so she doesn't get a point. She's not having that much luck with uh, challenges, surprisingly. Yeah. I mean, she didn't have a yeah. good one last week or the week after that. But before that. But Danny's New York strip with grilled cactus. I've never had cactus before, but apparently neither have they, so even footing with the celebrity chef's right here. <laughs> She's not really a so... chef. She's an editor of a magazine. I bet Gordon Ramsay's had a cactus. Cactus only grows in, like, North American deserts, except for, like, a couple of species. So. I'm not a, I don't know how you could cook it really, but oh well. Either way, they like it, so they get a one. They get one point, so they get two out of three points for that. There's like this fruit from a cactus that you that apparently only like happens rarely, and you can make a really expensive jam out of it. Really expensive, and it's like in yeah. New Mexico or something. Interesting. I might see if they have. They might have randomly have some cactus jam here. I mean, they import a lot of food to Australia, so you can find specialty stores any like you know in the in the hipster parts <laughs> of cities and stuff. Yeah. Up next, Eddie, Jared, and Alan. Eddie's chicken tacos have a good flavor to them, so he gets a point. Jared's uh, mo- um, moly ch- um, ch- chili rianos, I think that's how yes. it's pronounced, uh, tastes good, so he gets a one. And uh, unfortunately, Alan's roast compuero with garlic, onions, and pepper uh, doesn't have a true Mexican authenticity to it, so he gets a zero. So right now the uh, women are three points and the men are on four points. So nobody's the nobody's above above average yet, or nobody's gotten perfect yet. Yeah. After that come the Mardi Gras dishes with Ashley and Ariel and their um, muffaletta, which is 
very nice and almost authentic. Ashley's uh, po' boy salad is not held together appropriately and is very disappointing, so it doesn't get a point for that. But the shrimp and polenta is basically gets all the accolades of you'd expect from like the best dish of the night. So they get that's, that gets a point, and now they have five points. They do look really good. To, to the men's four points. Really good food. So basically, the men need to get a po- one point to tie, and you know, so that just get need to have a one slightly above average dish to tie it up. And uh, up next is Kevin. Oh, Kevin. Womp womp. He tries so hard. I think I need to stop womp pumping. <laughs> he tries so hard. Yeah. Kevin and Chad. Like with uh, stun- I mean, you know, Kevin only made one thing, so you can't entirely blame him because Chad made the other two things. Yeah, so... Yeah. It was kind of in the thing with a Sharkina, like, being all, like, mean to Vanessa a couple of weeks back about that, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, wait, no, you're actually the worst one. Except for, no, you're probably just as bad. Yeah, something like that. It's like they didn't, it's, they haven't tried to redeem Kevin in any kind of competency in, like, any kind of way. Nah, he's pretty much, you know. Pretty much his chief prime boy. For, prime for an early elimination, basically. Yeah. Either way, Chad sauteed a langoust- langoustine, I think that's how you pronounce it is dry, so it gets a zero. His Cajun chicken is raw, so that gets a zero. So basically the entire the entire challenge for the blue team hinges on Kevin's jambalaya. And the rice is undercooked, so zero. Okay. So the red team finally wins the challenge again. Yay. Yep. So and Ariel and Ashley's dish is chosen to appear in Family Circle magazine. I think I've actually seen the picture of that, but that was because Ashley linked it on her uh, Twitter and it looks it looks amazing, and it looks like they kind of fixed the sandwich a bit. It's the problem with the uh, po' boy salad. Yeah. They do that a lot on reality television. Whenever so- whenever someone wins the opportunity to feature something, if there's any problems with it, they'll... Um, fix editing, it. like, fixes that in post, basically. Yeah. In the first season of Project Runway, one of the challenge wins let the person who won the challenge uh, have, their, um, have their design worn by some chick on the red carpet at the Grammys, I think. Yeah, it was at the Grammys. And um, all of them sucked, but the one that sucked the least actually won, and that it was actually, like, massively fixed up in vote. Po- Fixed up before she actually walked the red carpet in it. <laughs> I don't yeah. think it. I don't think that sandwich was was like in a, any way as terrible as like some of the other ones. I think it's just like, well, you have this one thing wrong with it. You should probably fix yeah, it. Yeah, pretty much. It couldn't end them a point, but yeah. Which is probably why Either, they didn't choose like the Cinco de Mayo dish, even though it scored the same amount of points. Either way, the red team's reward is a visit to this um, Santa Santa Ines uh, Valley in wine country with with lessons in wine blending. Oh yes. Uh, wine. I've yeah. I'm sure many drunken antics are to ensue. Probably not. Meanwhile, the men get their punishment, which will feature a lot of them whining. <laughs> yes, they get to make hundreds of uh, assorted kids' sweets because, uh, well, the next service is family night. Family night is awesome. Do, I don't like kids, so... You don't like kids? Well, not really. Fine, me no, neither. I don't. <laughs> well, I, I'm sure all our 10-year-old listeners are just okay, like, okay. um, drop their parents' iPhones in shock. The, the thing is, is that I don't hate kids. I just don't exactly want anything to do with them because I'm me and I have enough problems as my own self. I don't, yes. I don't need tiny... Pretty much. To worry about. Pretty much. And in the post-loss whining that the men do, they uh, we find out that Frank would rather win than lose. I like how it's presented as this revolutionary fact that that he would rather win a challenge than lose a challenge. There's parts. I mean, the, the, there's parts of me that really enjoy Frank for stuff like this. Oh my god. I could never unironically enjoy Frank, but he's just like he's everything he says is just so stupid. Exactly. Mm. I mean, I can I can see that. I mean, I don't I see mean, myself. He's not, I don't see that. I don't see that be a point of me actually supporting him in any sort of 
unironic fashion, you mean but no one really wants to support him like that. It's just that he's just entertaining. So stupid. Yes, entertaining in that respect. So, I mean, you have to have that. You have to have that one person on the show that does stuff like this that makes you feel better about your own intelligence. I will say, you know, I will say he is. He's not like I will say he is slightly better than Rodney. I know different different show, but still, we make I've been making the comparison for the past five weeks, so we might as well keep it up. Yeah, I wouldn't compare him to Rodney. Mm. He's a bit. Yeah, Frank doesn't ha- sort of have the ultra vitriolic hate for the opposite sex that Rodney does. So you know, aside yeah. from the fact that he's actually competing against the other sex, which is just kind of hilarious. Yeah, that, all that stuff gets relegated to like Alan or whatever. Joe. Speaking of, speaking of hating stuff, uh, apparently in the reward, Jackie hates wine. Who knew? But then, like, you know, they replay the same shot of her drinking a glass of wine three times. I think they... And then they suddenly they try to make her look as though she's drunk, because drunk people are funny. The edit was kind of weird. I just like the fact that Jersey Juice is only good enough for six bucks on market. Six dollar bottle of wine, that's like, you know... Well, I don't know how expensive wine it's, is. It's so good where I live. It, it was so good where I live, especially for, like, the, 18, the 18-year-old crowd. Wow. 18-year-old crowd slash the 18-year-olds who are buying things for their the underage friends. You know, you need something you can get drunk on quickly around here. I think Jackie you know, just, just found for, her market. She go international. <laughs> Australia, Jackie, that's where the money's at. Not here in the U.S. where you have to be 21. (laughs) Anyway, the reward ends with uh, Hassan trying to talk about the blue team system to the red team, and Danny decides to openly oppose him. You know, here's the thing. Here's another thing that I was like, point out with Jackie. Jackie is in support of Hassan in this. She's like, yeah, he's pretty cool. I'm like, if Jackie is saying this, then you probably need to chill. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) I'm like... Uh, what is this? It's kind of weird because Danny was kind of seen as kind of a level-headed, sensible person, and then it's like, well, okay. She's she's going super, she's going full super villain here. Is this how it works? Like 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 Hassan comes in and suddenly she's like, we find out she's a cyborg sent back from the year twenty fifty to ruin Hassan's life. Wow. Or something, or something like That's that. That's specific. I'd watch that movie. Mm. But yeah, it's it was kind of a weird scene to me because it's like, wow. She really knows what she's saying. It's like, um... Speaking her mind openly. Blue team. Blue team. Unpure. Unpure. She's one of us, though. One of us. One of us. Back in less fun stuff, uh, Joe tries making a cake during the punishment and has never made one before. And none of the balls fit the mixer. Do you think that was intentional for them to, like, leave no, no balls that would actually fit the mixer in there? Oh, my goodness. That would be hilarious. But... Like, it, it seems like a very reality television thing to do. Well, that's another thing with, like, the gas thing. It's been, like, a thing where apparently production likes to turn off the gas or something. There was some... That's what yeah. I've heard. And, but, oh, my gosh, the bowls. That was hilarious. And some part of me was just, like, dying because I'm like, I have done this before. Because... It wouldn't surprise me if, if production did stuff like turning off the gas yeah. or not keeping the stoves on. But my story was this, is that my aunt has one of those uh, mixer things that they show on the show. And I... Really? Yeah. That, those, are, those are like industrial size. Well, a more locally home thing, not like oh, yeah, stupid true. size. But, you know, it's just a small little thing. And I never could figure out how to put that damn bowl on. So I just give up and get a mixer. Because mm. I know how to bake a goddamn cake. Mm. Whatever works, works. Either way, pre-service, uh, Danny and Hassan continue to clash, with Hassan trying to provide advice instead of advice for Danny, who does not want anything to do with Hassan at all, because, you know, because who knows why. I couldn't, and I actually didn't dis- pay attention to any of that, because I was too distracted looking at Danny's hat, sorry. Oh, yes, hats are good. Anyway, there's a, there's a huge fight, with, I think, someone actually, wa- like, walks in front of Hassan to sort of drag him away, and, um... They shut off the music! 
I, I, that was weird. I'm like, what is this fight? Why did they shut off the music? What's up with Hassan's hat? It looks horrible. <laughs> it's really like the most personality this whole season, and it's like ra- raging endlessly at Danny. Oh my goodness! Like a lot of the sport I've had for him is because he seems he seems sort of like background nice, like a background character sort of nice. But then the moment he comes into frame, he's like an evil dictator. But he's but he's clashing with another evil dictator, so that's that's fun. This season seems to be doing a lot on uh, this this weird conflict angle, where a lot of contestants have this conflict with another contestant, and none of it like intersects, and it's kind of interesting. Because it never really it never, it never really intersects with. Um, I mean, you had you had Frank and uh, Jared a couple of episodes back for like one punishment, and then it's like nope. I get I get it's sort of the thing they're trying to do, yeah. just like showing the conflicts, but it's um it's, not really like it's not really long term conflict. No, it's really it's really interesting. I mean, me. I mean, the, yeah, me and Aria was a thing. Frank and Jared was a thing, but it doesn't seem to be a it doesn't seem to be a thing that, that like leads to a season long sort yeah. of. Rivalry or anything, and they keep pumping up a few of them to be. But let's see exactly how far uh, Jack, or not Jackie, uh, Danny and uh, Hassan are gonna go. I like it the last one because I think they're both gonna make black jackets. Yeah, I think they both have like the that interesting fire going. Yeah. And uh, after that happens during the actual, during the actual prep service, Hassan and the red team practice communication while Danny just sort of glares at him silently. Oh my goodness. Actually, it wasn't. It wasn't so much him. It was, it was at the entire red team for following him. You know, th- this was just like the one thing that was like in the back of my mind. It's like if you are the leader of the red team, quote unquote leader, then and if you are apparently so good, then why was your team so bad for as long as it was? Yeah, it's, it's a good point. It's kind of a, an interesting thing. I think I, I and it. I I wasn't the only one I noticed that. I mean, I noticed that. Cr- Kristen and Ashley were both like, um, okay, you keep on doing what you're doing, girl. And over on the blue team, Alan and Jared clash because Alan's making a bunch of off-color comments and acting like a child, and Jared wants a positive attitude on the team. I, I refuse to believe that Alan is 42. I refuse to, I refuse to believe someone can act, someone act, thinks that how he acts is normal. It depends. Where is he from again? Jeez. Wherever he's from, it's like, you know, probably from the, from the same, like, from, from, probably from the same, um... Low-grade reality television character knockoff center that Jackie was found in. So because, it, like, you know, I saw a comment on I saw a comment on his Twitter about um oh I, I don't know what the show's I don't know what the show's going to do about me. Everyone else's everyone else's personality of wallpaper. And like when you're only like in this show, I I know we we watch we watch reality shows for the entertaining characters, but like when your only rebuttal to being knocked off the show is that everyone else is going to be the whole show is going to be boring now. Like, well, congratulations, you've reached the same character caliber as Colton from Survivor. Oh. Do you feel proud? Do you feel proud about that accomplishment or? Oh my goodness, Colton. Mm. But sorry to remind sorry to remind you who exists, but that's like that's that's just like who came to mind when I saw that. Oh, Colton. It's like. I mean, and it's not like you were providing any, con- you know, that entertaining content anyway. Like all you did, in- all you did was like um, yell "hiyah" a few times in the confessionals and call women trash and make a few catfight gestures. And it's like, so you're the you're the um, entertaining figure that's supposed to last, that's supposed to carry the entire season. Have you not watched any other show, or do you, do you have like delusional values of your own entertaining work? I think there's quite a bit of entertainment spread along here on Hell's, on the season of Hell's Kitchen, so not too. Oh yes, I think Nanda yes, is and, pretty entertaining. And, yeah, and none of it relies on Alan because he's gone. Yep. 
Bye, Alan. Bye. Bye. Well, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Anyway, it's Family Night at Hell's Kitchen with uh, kids and pregnant women, apparently, because that's, showca- that's who they were showcasing at the start of it. See, see, this is a family. Look at this. This is a family. We don't normally have pregnant women or children here. This is a family night. Creepy coloring pages of Gordon Ramsay's face. Yeah, that's, I was a bit put off by that. <laughs> What is this nonsense? This is this is like this is like this is how cult cult starts. <laughs> yeah. So serving tableside grilled cheese, we have Ariel and Jackie and uh, Chad and Jared for blue team. We're not going to hear anything about them because who can really fuck up a grilled cheese? Oh, language. never mind. Um, never mind. Yeah. Did you just say language on a Hell's Kitchen podcast? <laughs> language to myself. Yeah. Trying to watch it. Anyway, any, anyway, we have four stations active tonight. Besides the table side, we have uh, on fish. We have fish, meat, garnishes, and app. On fish, we have Danny and Danny on for the red team, and Kevin for the blue team. Later to be later to be replaced because of certain reasons. <laughs> on meat, on meat, we have Hassan and Frank. On garnishes, we have Ashley and Joe. And on appetizers, we have Mander and Kristen for the red team, and Eddie and Alan for the blue team. And then. Uh, and then we sort of have the first, like, all-around disastrous night. Go team. Go, go to go Hell's Kitchen cast. Go team. On the blue, te- okay. on the blue team, it's like, in the blue team we have Kevin basically starts cooking scallops way too early, and Ramsey yells in for that. Oh my god! I know that scallops. I, I've watched Hell's Kitchen so many times, so I know that scallops actually don't take that long. Compared to like everything else, so that's why timing is very important in that. And I'm like, we had it explained to the audience like several times that scallops only take like 90 seconds to cook, and yeah. you know, Ed, Eddie's like, oh, the the risotto will take like five minutes or whatever he was cooking will take it'll take five minutes, and then Kevin's like, what, what, what? Put scallops down immediately. I'm like, oh my god, you donut. <laughs> And uh, then he starts overcooking them because <laughs> he doesn't really know how to cook them. And then Ramsey has to show how to cook them properly. Yeah. And during this during this tutorial, Joe sets fire to the entire stove after spilling something on it. I, I, I adore the editors for that scene, by the way, because they specifically pointed out what he was doing. I was like, oh, my God. I was like, what? Oh, they're circling. Oh, dear. Something's going to happen. Woof. Fire. That's quite an accomplishment to set fire to the entire stove. I mean, people have done it before, but I don't think it's been quite as big. I might be wrong. Yeah, like, we've seen people like set fire to their own their own frying pans mm-hmm. or to a bit of the station, but never like across the entire stove. Cooking in a burnt pan. I love season two. Anyways, yeah. and uh, so once again, Kevin starts over keeps on cooking over. Keeps on overcooking scallops. After which, Ramsey sends the entire team to the pantry and eliminates Kevin in the middle of service. Oh my gosh! The thing is, is that if if Ramsey sets you aside and shows you how to do something, and you still can't do you it, you need to learn how to freaking do it. I mean, that that was actually a pretty good tutorial. I think I know how to cook scallops better than Kevin. Well, you you probably watch a lot more Hell's Kitchen than Kevin. Oh dear! Oh, that's a given. Yeah, I mean, I was like, oh. Yeah, and in other disastrous disastrous food-making fronts, we have Alan, who decides to make the world's stickiest risotto, because he adds, like, what I'm assuming amounts to an entire cow's worth of cheese to it. Pretty much just stuck the whole entire block in it? Mm. I don't know. Because, you know, I sort of go... I sort of understood what, what he was saying about risotto, because you need to sort of, like, um... Yeah. You need it's you, a you need to sort of, like... It needs to be... It can't be swimming in it, because, like, that's just basically boiling... That's basically boiling rice, and it ends up very bland after that. You need to, like, gradually cook it to the point that it, like, um, the starch doesn't come out to the very end. Yeah. And Ellen just sort of like, nope, Chase. 
cheese, cheese. Yeah. So he, he, but he eventually sends good risotto out, but Joe's fish is raw. Oh. Yeah. You can't have raw fish and fish and chips. I mean, I don't even know how you can make raw fish and chips and raw fish and fish and chips. It's like how. Why? Who? What? When? Where? Why? It's a British thing. Yes, and because of, because this British this un-Britishness offends Ramsay so much, then he kicks the entire kitchen out. Yep. For the first time since episode one. Good job, guys. So, and over on the red team, things don't really fare much better. Oh. I mean, they do start to get tickets out with a, with a sign at the helm. Yeah. And we do get a scene of like Jackie being good with the chil- good with children because Millie Brown from some British show I never heard of comes up and because she's a guest and they talk about accents for a while. It, it was a, I, I thought that was kind of cute to be honest because I was like it was alright. Like Jackie was good at child good with children. Who knew? My my problem with Jackie for the most part is that she's too on all the time. Yeah. She's sort of like, sort of very consciously wacky all the time in her attempt at being entertaining, I guess. So I guess that would be good for but, children. Yeah, but like, yeah. If she seemed, she seemed to still, she seemed to still be a bit on this episode, but um, you know, she was all right in this moment. She sounded smarter than me, says Jackie. Like quote of the day. <laughs> but uh, things start to go a bit off the rails once Marina's family are on the ticket because. Hassan and Danny lack any communication at all to the point that she doesn't even send out enough tuna. Oh my like, goodness! Danny two, she sends up one. She even said that it, she said two tuna. Like yeah, got that? No, no, you don't. And usually, I usually have some kind of warning siren in my head whenever family night comes around, and the words "this person has family here." Like Ramsey has had his family there. Sue Chef James had his family there, and now Marino. And I'm like, none of them really fared that well. Oof. I mean, and probably better than Chris. Probably better than Chris Jenner. Probably. Uh, well, yeah. James's wife only almost got sent up a pink chicken while she was pregnant, so you know. Oh dear. <laughs> so Danny ends up refiring a tuna, but uh, because nobody's on the action, she refires a tuna, but it's overcooked. Brilliant. And Ramsey does this big thing about how nobody's on the same page. Nope. You need to communicate. That was probably an Australian accent instead of a UK accent because I can really never tell the difference between the two. Unless I'm doing, like, grossly exaggerated English accent, which is very... Very posh. You know, that sort of posh, cockney, we'll go one of them. And uh, the final straw is when Hassan ends up sending up a, a raw New York strip. Contagious. Yeah. Oh. And the entire kitchen is kicked out. And there we go. And so we don't, we're not even told that... We're not even told, oh, you got to you got to nominate people. It's like, oh, yeah, it's a given. Yeah. Both of y'all. Yeah. I mean, we're already, we're already down at 13. We're already... At this point, we're already down to 13 chefs, so the blue team discuss who to sign up for elimination, and uh, the team blames Joe, but bl- but Joe drags Alan down with him, and Jared helps with that, because Jared doesn't like Alan. Well, I'm like, the Jared versus Alan thing is kind of interesting, and I don't think Alan gets how Hell's Kitchen works. He's like, yeah, I messed up on the risotto. I'm like, that's why they're nominating you, buddy. And, you know, just... One mistake, take advantage of them for that. Oh yeah. And I know, I know, like the show tends to like um, frame the women as like all being bitchy messes and stuff, and the men as being like very straightforward and level-headed. But like uh, all Alan, all, all Alan did was like once, was, once Jared and Joe put out for nomination was like just sit in the corner and just like um, uh, swear, swear at people who like t- try to talk to him. Uh, I'm like, it, <laughs> so the, like, the men are bitches too. Come on, let's get that right. Or, well, that was probably the not a good way to put it, but everyone's like that. At least this episode, the men were bitches as well. Yeah. 
And uh, the red team also discusses the nominations, and Hassan, based on his one dinner service with them, thinks Danny is the biggest chef, but she thinks she's the best chef. Uh, there's so much confusion for me going there, because ultimately the people that they throw out, like, they throw they threw out um, Amanda, and then Kristen, and then Jackie, and I'm like, those three didn't screw up anything this night because two of them were on table side and then Manda was awesome on apps. Yeah, because like, uh, da- and because, you know, Danny and Jackie both nominated Manda. Yeah. And uh, Danny also thinks Kristen beca- is weak because, and should go because of the uh, recalling orders thing from a few weeks ago. Yeah, I'm like... I wonder, I wonder, if, she, I wonder if she got the... Did she have the order, um, you know, washed off her jacket? Yeah, yeah. Good, I, I good pay, for her. I paid attention to that. <laughs> but, yeah. And, uh, and then Kristen nominates Jackie because it was basically the same sort of line of reasoning. She was annoyed. She she sucked a few weeks ago. Keep keep nominating her. Moral of the story: Don't piss off Sue Chef Christina in any way or form, because it'll be basically, a plot point. Basically. Anyway, uh, elimination ceremony is up, and the blue team end up nominating Joe and Alan. And yada yada yada. I want I want to work for you, Chef. Yada yada yada. Alan's eliminated. Bye. It does. It did kind of surprise me a bit that he went before Joe, but I'm not complaining. Neither. Good riddance. Part of me was like. Anyway. Mm, anyway, two eliminations in an episode isn't enough, so the red team also have to nominate, and uh, they d- didn't even come to a consensus. But um. Well, to be f- part of me is like wondering, did they really not go to a consensus, or did they not because the first person that Ramsey managed to pick was Kristen, who was going to be eliminated and then the next person that he or the next person that said anything just so happened to be ashley who from all from what i saw was the only person that seemed to have a differentiating opinion other than Kristen. uh that sounds about right actually like you know someone who, who was very um someone who's very reluctant to let the, to let themselves be nominated so they're like oh we didn't make we didn't come to a consensus at all yeah and so that and i happened to pick the one chef that that didn't agree with her so yeah you know, it just worked out that way either way um that's what i Manda, think either way Manda and Kristen are nominated which basically puts an end to any thought that you know either of them will be eliminated because like they weren't shown to be anything other than either um you know good at this episode yeah that was like my thing. I mean, apps had, like, no problem at all, and yet that was the service that ended up getting nominated, basically, on the red team. I'm like, uh. Yeah. If they wanted us to have, like, more of a... I'm like, that just killed any chance of me thinking that anyone from the red team was going home. Yeah. If they would have sent up, like, Danny, I would have been like, well, okay. See ya. <laughs> been like, okay, something's gonna happen. But no, I was just yeah. like, something's gonna happen. Well... A different kind of something. Yeah, we got like the most positively edited um, final bottom two here with uh, Amanda having a spiel about her children and how she's there to give them a better life, and Kristen calls out the entire team for seeing her as competition. Those two are cool. Yeah, they're right. Amanda. Yeah, Amanda's the um, RTV Warriors favorite. Of course, even though no one on the show, I don't think, has gotten her name right. <laughs> Amanda. <laughs> Uh, I think it's just a shortening of Amanda, really. Probably. I think on, on Wikipedia, it at least says, Amanda, quote, Manda, what, uh, whatever her last name is. Semantics. Mm. Either way, Kristen is sent back in line, and Amanda's told to take off her jacket. But that's because she's going to the boys' team. Yay! Dun, dun, dun. All right. So, basically, we're going... Usually, when they send the chef to the blue team, it's either they're going to flop or they're going to be awesome. I'm hoping yeah. that she's going to be awesome. I think she'll be awesome because... Um, I hope she'll... She did, she did, she did get a positive confessional from Eddie saying, oh, now that we have Amanda here, we're on an even playing field. I was like, good on you, buddy. 
Good on you. I hope she slaughters the competition just like Rochelle did when she got transferred to the blue team. Good. And uh, has there ever been a, tri- a triple elimina- triple elimination on Hell's Kitchen before? Um, I do not think there has been. There has been double eliminations a few times, but I don't think unless it's a final... No, I don't even think it... I, I can't think of one at the top of my head. I don't think there ever has been one. Interesting. I mean... I'm, I know I know The Apprentice does triple eliminations all the time. Like, any any format of the, any format of the Apprentice always, like, happens to work in a triple elimination at some point. Either, yeah. like, an entire, t- an entire team get, an entire team that went to the boardroom getting eliminated, or... <laughs> The, or the or the pre finale thing is usually triple elimination because they're getting rid of like they're going from the five to the final two. There might have been a case where they carried over an elimination from like the past episode and then maybe took two. I think I'd have to look it up to be certain. I don't think there has been though, but I think there's been a lot of times where there's two though. Like a lot of times someone got kicked out and then someone got eliminated. Someone quit mm-hmm. and then someone got eliminated. I think the only time when two people were eliminated outright, like in the traditional sense, was in season 11. I think that happened once. And I think the only reason that happened was because it was a kind of a bloated cast that season. Yeah. And, uh. I don't, I, I don't really, like, I haven't, there hasn't been many, like, double eliminations in the show's history, but, like, aside from, like, getting eliminated in the service, then just getting eliminated in the Mm -hmm. final, in the, bottom two, but it's like, it's only, it's just got me thinking about, like, how much, um, has, is there, like, a, a episode limit that each season must have? Because I've seen, I've seen episodes, as the show go from, like, ten episodes to twenty-two episodes. There has yeah. been a thing, it's whenever Fox just, like, decides to do it. Although, I, I, know, I will say, you know, if not counting, there's been only one season where every single contestant got eliminated in, like, the traditional take off your jacket and leave Hell's Kitchen way at the end. That means throughout that, throughout that entire season, there was no one who got kicked out in mid-service, no one who quit, no one who got medevaced, and uh, that was season 10. And I believe it still holds up because I think someone someone quit in season 11. Someone got... Nah, I can think of it, but I know someone got medevaced in season 13 and season 14, too, and then... Yeah, I um, all the other reality shows that have a certain amount of a certain amount of days and a certain or a certain amount of episodes, there does need to be either double double eliminations or yeah double eliminations. There, there does need to be double or triple eliminations to keep up the episode, keep the episode. Yeah, going. I know. But like with Hell, with Hell's Kitchen, it, it seems to be a case of like um, the network sort of um, Gordon Ramsay doesn't really do that, so it's sort of like. Works the network sort of works in however however many episodes that ends up being. I think that's kind of kind of how it is. I I don't want to say that the number of episodes is a thing because I know if they wanted more episodes, they could stretch those things pretty good because they have done that for season season ten and season eleven had some pretty stretched out episodes and yeah and then the ones with like the ten episodes the first three seasons and that's because they only had like sheesh twelve people I might be wrong I think it's twelve I, it's either twelve or fourteen I don't remember off yeah. the top of my head but small casts where they can easily yeah. work around like someone getting medevaced and even then we had you know them What's his name? What's his name? What's his name? Uh, Josh? No. They had one guy uh, quit in the first season. 
slash get kicked out by Ramsey because he was an asshole. Um, got someone got medevaced in season two, and then you had someone get kicked out mid-service in season three. So even then, they kind of worked around stuff like that. So who knows? Oh, yeah. Okay. If that makes sense. Anyway, next time in Hell's Kitchen, uh, Jackie bullies Ashley, and other sort of stuff happens, basically. It's like, it's sort of framed as a, will Hell's Kitchen explode sort of thing. Not, like, literally explode as in with, like, fire and everything, as in, like, with the personalities just sort of eat each other alive. And another feud, it seems like, is coming up. Ashley mm. and Jackie, which we've seen some of it in, like, this episode at the end. So I think it's going to happen, but I don't think it's going to be at the point where Ashley is broken-ish. Mm, don't think it's yeah. that extreme. The one thing we have left to do for this episode is our... Since we're at the final 12 already, we have our final Black Jacket predictions. Alrighty. Alright, so we've got six spots. 12 people left, six spots. Who do we think is gonna? Who do we think is gonna make the final t- final six or final five possibly? I have with me six roses. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, we can lock in Amanda, yeah. right? We can lock in Amanda. Lock right? in Amanda. Yeah, because you know her, her her story has yet has a long way to go. Yes, I believe she's our she's our she's our Rochelle. She's our Mary. She's something, and she's our. Yeah, I, I don't think she, I don't think she'll win unless she has a, like a sort of growth, growth story in her future. But she's definitely made the black jacket. Oh yeah. I mean, we you know we haven't had much. We've had like definite locks high up on the list. Some suddenly get eliminated next episode. But you know, I de- I think she will make. I think she'll make it far. Like she, there isn't any signs of like oh, oh crap, Amanda's on our team. Mm-mm. No. Mm. I think it's yeah. cool. Yeah. My second choice is Hassan. He is a good leader. Or at least a good leader, when, at least when Danny's not involved. He's the cheetah, which that quote makes yeah. no freaking sense, by the way. Yeah, that, that, analogy, that analogy is all over <laughs> the place. Like, let's, let's, not go, let's not go into that. <laughs> They're not even the same family of cat species. I'm a nerd. Uh, I, see Ed, I see Eddie still making it in there. Yeah, he seems cool Do now. You, yeah. Is he one of your picks as well? Uh, yeah. I'm guessing he's very low down then. He's kind of like one of those that's like, yeah, he'll be somewhere near there. Yeah. Um, I thought my fourth choice is Ashley. Yep. Uh, yeah, she doesn't look like she's gotten any like sort of negative connotations with her. I I, I like her. Uh, I'm putting I'm putting Jared back on. Yeah, I was right. Yeah, because uh, I don't think he uh, I don't think it's I don't think it was much of a case as um of people not respecting him as a leader as much as is like. Hassan having a very brutal personality, Frank being an asshole, and Jared just not clicking with either of them. So I think he'll make the. I think he'll make black jackets. I think Jared is a very, very uh, good at what he's doing, which is basically kind of being a narrator in a way, mm-hmm. as in one that's not and peppered with extreme idiocy. Which good true, for him. True. Go team. And um, my my final pick is uh, Danny. I think she's still got some. I think she's still got some length left in her. Mm-hmm. I I got rid of Jackie because I don't think she has a a long shelf life left. Yeah, the uh, problem with Jackie, even though she is certainly a compelling something in the kitchen, is the fact that I don't know if she has the skills necessary to make it far. I mean. I've been wrong about that before because the way Hell's Kitchen is, it's the fact that if you want someone to look bad, you can easily do that. And if you want someone to look good, you can just as well do that, too. And I've always had some problems with some contestants that are kind of overbearing like her that make it far, but they don't 
seem to have any reason why they make it that far. If that makes sense. Are those your six choices as well? Yes. Like if we had if if we had a surprise seventh choice, which we can't do because we'd be going against our own rules, I'd put Ariel down there on that. Mm-hmm. Like she's just I'm not even sure if it's like she hasn't really been shown to be that bad of a chef. No. Like she does sort of have a good um she has a good repertoire so far and her only thing has been like slaying Meese and after saving her the episode before. Yeah, I mean I'm not I'm not sure I like I like her, her quotes are good. Like the thing with Meese is just like just as confusing as it was hilarious as it was as it was like a put down. It's like she shows up for an episode calls me a telemarketer and just like goes on her merry way like that Pretty is much. a day job yeah i can't see chad making the final six um joe i think is going next next episode yeah joe's joe doesn't have a shelf life uh kristen i think i think will make it to f- probably the final 10 yeah she won't last much longer than joe and uh um frank i think he'll be like a tiffany or a kimmy spot of like just before black jackets yeah. and i also think the same for jackie yeah so as, so, like, three men, three women in the black jackets. Yay. Woo, equality. equality. Yay. We are progressive. Uh, those poor press men. <laughs> so I think, we, I think we've covered everything we need to cover on this week's podcast. We got it good. We got good. Thanks for listening to our Yes Chef Hell's Kitchen recap podcast. Join us next week as we dissect the next episode of Hell's Kitchen. If you have any questions you'd like us to cover on the next episode on the podcast, feel free to contact us via our Facebook page, Reality TV Warriors, or our Twitter page, at RTV Warriors, or contact either of us via our own Twitter accounts, at Heather underscore Short17, and at Y. Until next week, may all your sope be grilled, and may all your compuero be authentically Mexican. See you then. Adios.